Life is a journey, and eventually all roads come together. You are listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Aaron Brenneman. And I'm Bryce Ginther. And this is Breaking Camp. Welcome through hikers uh, to another episode of Breaking Camp. This is Bryce and Aaron, uh, your camp hosts. Camp hosts, smelly sockers. Smelly sockers? Oh, that's a good one. Smelly, so- sweaty sockers. Sweaty, sweaty sockers. Yeah, because that could get actually kind of dirty real quick. Actually, yeah. Keep going. Just keep on that it thread. clean. Keep it clean for the family show. Mike's um, dude, how how are you? We we actually haven't talked since last time we recorded. We physically haven't talked to each other. We haven't. No. Like I was saying earlier, I mean, I figured you were either mad at me or you were just busy. <laughs> yeah, and I was. It was the. How do you say that? Is the, the ladder. The ladder. The ladder. Oh, that's too. Yeah. I was just busy. I've been good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got mic issues over here, though. Well, I'll let you work that out. That's okay. cool. Tell, um, tell the story. A story? Um, so it's burn season. I love burn season. Uh, and so it's so funny because uh, well, March 1st, it opens back up. And so you just see did everybody. Did you call the burn hotline? I actually did. I, oh, called, I call the burn hotline every day. Or every, not every day. Every time I'm going to want to burn. Okay. Um, and uh, it's pretty straightforward. They just tell you, yeah, it's a burn day or it isn't. You know? mm. So. Did you get anyway. that on the Twitter? Just get it coming right to you. <laughs> to the feed. <laughs> get in Actually, the feed. I don't use Twitter, so. Oh. <clears throat> but so you got a burn pile. Burn pile's going. Son is uh, monitoring it, so he's checking it out and making sure everything's safe. Uh, but yeah, it's good to get things. A lot of le- or a lot of uh, branches fell over the this winter. A lot of branches. Ice and whatnot. We got some stuff to get rid of. Yeah, I've been doing some. Uh, I've been doing some chainsawing as well lately. Collecting some firewood. Chainsawing. Chainsawing. Is, is that, that a, the is that the verb? I mean, why to not chainsaw? Oh yeah, been been chainsawing. What do you? Be, yeah, because you uh, you left here last time and you were gonna go cut wood. So, right? Was that where I was? Yes, yeah, I yeah. left in a rush. Yeah, we went. And you cut were wood. all in a dither. Needed yeah, to go cut wood that day in the rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, big old rounds. Because uh, if you pay attention to. Craigslist? Yeah. You, people are like, down tree, free wood, oh, take yeah. it, gone. I don't want to see it or deal with it. Right. And it's like, oh, it's gold. That's, what kind of wood? That's summer camp gold. Yes. <laughs> camp gold. Camp gold. <laughs> what do you got? Some wood. What do you want to trade for it? Well, some ice, you know? <laughs> Deal. De- oh, so you're saying you trade at the campsite. No, no, I was oh, just joking. that's brilliant, though. But I could. I mean, I usually like... When I go camping, whether I bring wood, usually it's like mm-hmm. in the summertime, I'll be cutting my own with a chainsaw. But like, I like to take the truck, go up, yeah. and just fill the thing up, and then build a wood pile. Yeah. So we have plenty of wood. I've I've bartered uh, beverages before. Have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For other beverages or for wood? No, for like, uh, if, yeah, if people were like, hey, could you help us? I can't remember what they, if it was help us. You know, get a get somebody unstuck or or borrow a tool or something. Mm-hmm. It was it's that kind of stuff where mm-hmm. it's like we just need an extra hand for a second. And uh, I'm you know I remember one time in particular it was like, well, uh, we can't at the moment, but we would like to help you. You know, can you wait fifteen minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it was? We were in the middle of something. Ticket, and game a ticket to ride. I think it something. was ticket to ride. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we got it. This is a rousing <laughs> round. But it was like the guy was like, "Hey, yeah, cool, man. I appreciate it. I'll 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 throw you a beer when you guys come over." Mm. And I was like, "Okay, nice. we'll be right over." So it's just nice, you know. It's yeah. currency. It is. Yeah. And then even if you have extra wood, you just leave it for the next campers. Yeah, camp yeah. host Roger comes around and picks it up, throws it in his little cart anyway. So yeah. there's no issue with having too much. No I'd way. Much rather have too much. So I've been uh. doing that, but uh, just kind of adjusting my chain, you know, mm-hmm. filling my oils. Getting that thing dialed. <laughs> got a good saw. I got a real. I like my saw. It's a nice lightweight saw. It's like a twenty-four inch chain mm, bar. Bar. Mm-hmm. So it's good. So oh, I've been doing that. Yeah. But I also, I think after last time when I was heading out of here, I had my chaps and my my yep. new helmet. You had just gotten them. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be safety first. Because mm-hmm. we had to. I was doing some chainsawing during the ice storm, and I was just getting. Pelted. I think we may have talked about right, this right. last episode, but pelted by ice coming down. So I'm wearing some 
from overhead, right? 65 motorcycle helmet in my buddy's driveway. <laughs> I'll show you a picture of it. That's and amazing. I'm like, this is not safe. So I got some chaps, got some ear in- integrated helmet face guard. Uh, we do need a picture of that. Maybe we can put that on Instagram. I got a picture somewhere. So it's your motorcycle helmet. Yeah, and but I've been then watching some YouTubes on chainsaw safety and, mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's good. Just get more comfortable. So then when it's time to cut stuff, I'm ready to go. I feel fairly comfortable and I've is, been using it for a while. Are so. you new to chainsawing? <laughs> Which is probably why you're calling it chainsawing. Chainsawing? <laughs> what, what do you? You don't call it chainsawing? I think what they. Just I cut, think the just cutting wood. Loggers would just say bucking. you're bucking. bucking. Yeah, bucking, bucking some wood. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm gonna buck this wood up. Buck it up. I wouldn't say I'm new to it. I mean, I've had the chainsaw for six, seven years. Oh, but I don't use it that frequently. Yeah, I look most... for every opportunity to use it, but it's not like I'm. <laughs> Clearing land or not cutting your sandwiches with it. No, (laughs) but every opportunity I have, I try and take it so that I can cut wood and yeah, build forts. I'm with you, you dude. Having a chainsaw is is really and I when we moved here, um, I had never owned a chainsaw yet or in my life, and um, so I'm like, well, shoot, we have a hundred and whatever trees on our property, I need a chainsaw, yeah, and and plus we heat with wood, so anyway, I bought one, uh, found a used one and bought it. And, um, dude, it's been so nice, but we used them a lot in the fire service when I was a volunteer. So, but you know, we were cutting through like roofs Mm. and shingle, you know, that kind of stuff. So it was totally different when you're putting it on a tree. Yeah. Um, because roofs are real easy to cut with a chainsaw. If you didn't, if you never tried that, it's super easy. I bet. Cut right, zip (laughs) right through. Zip right through. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah. I got a good saw and just kind of cuts, does plenty good for most of the size rounds that you're going to come across. There's some big trees here that I got to use a bigger saw for. Yeah. Or get cut in half that I can then quarter. Right. But it was interesting looking at the, the protection and stuff like that, the chaps and different clothing, mm-hmm. protective clo- clothing you can get. I never I never knew this, that the way that the gas motor kind of um, pulses mm-hmm. is what allows that protective equipment to jam and bind. So if you have like an electric chainsaw that you're using out in your yard or around your house. Uh-huh. It doesn't have that same pulsing. So don't worry about your chaps because they're going to just slice right through it. Oh, no it's way. It's gas motors that pulse that allow to bind in the Kevlar of that material and protect you. So electric doesn't have that. So if you're out cutting around your yard with your electric, electric chainsaws have some use, right? Like yeah, if you're just doing totally. something nearby and you don't need big chain, <coughs> yeah. not much maintenance you need on that motor, you know. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to wear the same protective equipment. You need to be a little bit more careful. You just need to watch your footing. It's just not going <laughs> to bind up in your pants or your clothes huh. or whatever. So but it's I that pulsation that. of that motor. I could be totally wrong, but I think that's the case. So go- so I'll, email us. Fact checker on that one. So bucking logs. Bucking. You know, yeah, bucking. Bucking logs. And there's so much free highway wood right now. Oh, that, it's like, everywhere. I need, a, I need a truck or I need a trailer. I got the truck, but it has the camper in it because I would just keep the, keep the chainsaw right. on the back. And then every time I come across something, buck up a little bit, toss it in the back. Got firewood for days because I don't like paying for firewood. No, no, no. Yeah, going camping. Right, right. I understand you don't necessarily want to bring wood from one area to another, but a little bit to yeah. start your fire and then get some wood. Or there's certain that times was of year when you can't. Certain times of year where you're not like where we were yeah. a few weekends ago. We're not going to cut anything there. It's wet and burn it. It's like burning we're a sponge. Soaked. Yeah. <laughs> so. so. Huh. So That's this weekend cool. we're going down to, I guess whenever this comes out, we'll be at the coast going down doing a mm-hmm. uh, full-day guided steelhead trip on oh, one of those man. rivers. So Ooh, not fun. sure which river we'll be on, but, okay. you know, either the, the Wilson or the Trask, Wilson, right? Trask, Kilchis, yeah. you yeah. know, something like that. So that'll be fun. Cool. I've cool. been wanting to go with this guy for a long time. So oh, really? I, I asked him if he'd be on the show someday, but he said, yeah, we just got to figure out how to do that. Well, he has to probably not work, right? Because guides are always working. Yeah. Right? Um, so I don't know what his slow season is, but maybe then. Evening. Dark. <laughs> exactly. Seriously. Dude, the, yeah, guides work hard. I, that's a job that is, I think a lot of people would look at and go, oh, man, that must be nice. They fish all Your day. Your job is you just get paid to fish all the time? <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of work. That is not a fish all day job. You're actually the mule, and you're the camp chef, and you're the... You know, the taxi back and forth, and you're the instructor, and, you know, 
Oh man. Sometimes you're the counselor, right? Cause I've heard a lot of stories of guides like, dude, people tell us the craziest stuff mm-hmm. and, and they just open up cause they don't know each other and you're yeah. on a river Yeah. And who, you know, it, nobody's, you can vent whatever you need to vent. Yeah. <laughs> so. so it'll be fun. This is a guy that I've been wanting to go with for a long time. And he actually, it's funny because this is a guy who fishes on his days off. Oh wow. So I'm like, Wow, okay. He That's must not be married. With. He is married. He goes with his wife and stuff. What? So, wow. yeah, more wow. to come. Okay. But, are uh, you, now, is, are you doing this by yourself or with another person? Cora and I are going to go down there. So oh, okay. we'll go down the okay. night before. Cool. Take the camper, camp nearby, and then just be at the river. Love it. So we don't have to drive down in the morning. Okay. Right on. So, yeah, hmm. we're good. We got a question, listener question. Yeah. Did you see this? I think this one's more for you. So I'm going to ask. It's a... Uh, it's from one of our listeners, Michael. I'm going to just ask the question, get your input, and then I have some thoughts on it as well. Okay? Rooftop tent, camping accessory or car truck accessory? What do you consider it to be? I would say it's, I would classify it as a camping accessory. Um, obviously, it's on your car truck, but it's like, he's. I think he's asking from a, do you drive around town with this all the time to accessorize your truck with it, or are you actually using it? Well, that's kind of where <laughs> I was going to go because it. that's. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's what he was getting at, but I think that yeah. that kind of is more of the question of like the way I see you use yours, take it on and off. Like I don't understand why people would have these on year round if they're not using them. Maybe all right. these people that have them on their vehicles right. in January and February are out camping in them. Maybe right. I don't, I don't think so. I, but if if it's on all the time, it is probably more of an accessory to truck. Yeah, and like the hard shell ones are probably a little different than the hard soft shell. One. I would leave on if I had a hard shell, um, because they are much harder to put on, and um, that's the whole point is that mm-hmm. they're they're mm-hmm. made to stay in place. But the soft shell, like they're super vulnerable to the environment. Yeah. So you know any. You know, if you park outside and something falls on top of it or the the weather, UV is going to just tear the cover to pieces. Uh, rain. Did you mention rain? Rain. Water. If you have holes in it, which I mine has a couple like tears and I tried to patch it last summer. I put some of this like it's called tenacious tape, uh-huh. uh, which is amazing stuff. But turns out it doesn't work on these covers. Um, huh. it, it wasn't strong enough. So I'm going to use... Um, Oh, what's that? the same stuff you'd use to repair waders? That would work. Uh, like I think Aqua Seal. Yeah, Aqua Seal. Yeah, that'll work. Aqua Flex. Yeah. I think it will. So I'm gonna try that. But again, it's yeah, the it's it's for it's for using during the season. So I'll is it? I'll put it on. Or is it just to put on your, your I guess rig? It, I guess and drive around and um, make people, people jealous. Like I camp all the Look time. Look at that guy. I just I did, honestly. Because there's been an explosion in these yeah. over the past three, four, five years. Yeah. And yeah. there's just every day there's more and more that you see which i think is cool yeah um i'm fine with that but um i don't know i mean i would hope people if they're gonna spend you know three or four thousand dollars on these things how much they are they're pretty expensive depending on what brand you buy yeah they're expensive i saw one the other day it was on a hummer Mm -hmm. hardtop eye camper you Mm. know that kind uh yeah yeah i've seen those um my buddy has a hardtop i don't know what brand it is and it pops up and it looks kind of like a little A-frame almost. Mm-hmm. Or like, well, I wouldn't say it's an A-frame. It looks like a jaw, like an alligator, you know. Oh, yeah. Where the where the, your head's usually, or your feet is at the skinny, skinny end, and then your sure. head's at the big end, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, his is great. But, but what's crazy, so I bought my tent from him, and uh, mine's the soft shell, and mine's bigger. It has more room hmm. than his does. But his is more convenient, and it's better. It will weather the storms and stuff, yeah. and he, he leaves it on his rig. So there you go. Does that answer his question? I mean, it kind of depends does. on the I person. Still, I still am torn on the practicality of them, and I don't want to poo-poo on them. Yeah. But I think that their their use of them for how you use them is different Yeah. than it is for a tent, than it is for a camper, than it is for an RV. Yeah. Because, like, the overlanding, you're driving all day, Pop it open and go. And yep. I mean, your your setup is probably different when it's not raining six inches in three uh, yeah. days. Yeah, way different. <laughs> you know, so that was the first time I've ever had rain. Pop like out that. and yeah. go, and you're yeah, you're. But for a multi day, <clears throat> if you need to caravan or drive from point A to B, 
not really that conducive to it. It's yeah, and I've done it. Last summer I did like a three day, three or four day camping trip, and so it was three nights, uh, and each night I was in a different spot, and that was fine. It, it it would take me you know twenty to thirty minutes, probably start to finish, to break camp all the way, um, and That's you know, fun. and and it's not bad, right? But it was just like, well, that means you're spending at least an hour that day setting up camp, you know, breaking camp and setting up camp. And so it's like, okay, that's not fun for me. That's just the, okay, we got to get this done so that we can actually be camping. But some people love that. Like a buddy of mine, the guy with the, um, the uh, hard shell rooftop, he does a lot of like trips where they're, it's like, I mean, he's not, he wouldn't say he's an overlander, I don't think, but you know, he's, He's doing those kinds of trips every once in a while where they're driving on that, what is it, backcountry discovery route. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'll camp and and drive most of the day, and then they set up camp and they drive most of the next day. And um, and so he, he doesn't think it's a big deal, but I, I don't like setting up camp every day. Setting it up and tearing it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I do love the convenience of it because, and that's where I think our entrance into it, mm-hmm. I'll wrap up with this because okay. we could rabbit trail on this for a while. Um for for Amy and myself, it was um, a comfortable bed that we don't have to set up, mm. and the tent because when you set set the tent up, the bed kind of happens, you know, mm-hmm. and so um, so that's really really cool, and so you're not on the ground. And there's an element of whether it's false sense of security or not, but there's an element of security yep. that you feel safer up higher, yeah, and. Um, I don't think that's one of my top worries, but she mentioned it, and I'm like, well, yeah, I I tend to agree. Even if there if there was some animal prowling around on the ground, they're probably not looking at something to jump up onto, right? Probably not. And I don't think they're probably looking at a tent to crawl into either. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's it gives you a little more security. So yeah, I think for us it was just convenient and more comfy, and that was why we why we did it. So yeah, cool. Thanks for your question, Michael. Yeah, it was a good question. So what did we come to? What's the answer? The answer is for me. For it's, you. It's a camping accessory. Uh, all right. Well, let's. you got you got food? You I, got something going in the kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. I got snacks. So what I'm seeing is a tinfoil covered plate. <laughs> uh, it, it's tall. Mm-hmm. I would not guess that this is cheese and crackers. Okay. It's maybe more like a cake. Okay. Maybe like a cupcake. Wow. I hope you're not disappointed. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> I All like right. savory too. I think you'll like it. So um here we go. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do the big reveal here. Got the tinfoil. Oh it is it is I love it. These are all my things here. You know, I give those to my dog. Vienna sausages. I give those to my dog. <laughs> they're his camping treats. I because you buy them, they're like two for a dollar, and I just get a whole bunch of them. They're in bins, they're in the camper, yeah. And then he wants a little treat, and I give Give him him some of these. We work on gentle, so I actually have never eaten these, but they're dog food. So (laughs) they look like dog food. I'm stoked to try them. I was at at grocery outlet the other day, and and um, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to buy these for the show, and because you know we're always giving you ribbon about Mm -hmm. your canned meats and stuff, so. Um, this to me, Vienna sausages, um, have you had them? Oh yeah. So as a kid, these to me in my kid perspective mm-hmm. was like, that is like, that's fancy food. Oh wow. Yeah. I was like, man, it's like look at caviar. Those. Yeah. I, and I was always like, mom, dad, can we get those? And they're always just like, gross. What? No. <laughs> you Are know, we going to read through the ingredients. I don't think we should. It's not, but it says made with chicken, beef and pork. Oh, um, added in chicken broth. So, so here we go. We're gonna. Dog loves them. Do, it's dog food. You got the little. And you got some other things. You got some. Yeah. So sausages. You got. It looks like a gouda. Yeah. So I wanted to have gouda. some cheese. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of class it up a little bit, right? Yeah. So I got some toothpicks here. Try to kind of. It's hard to package those. What kind of cheese? You got a gouda. What's gouda, the other one? Pepper jack. Oh. And then some sliced pickles. So I figure we can kind of, we can kind of, uh, you know. Make little, uh, what do you call them? Like, I don't know. Well, it's hors d'oeuvres. It's kind of like the, uh, 
if you have a tortilla or a wrap of some sort. Yeah. And you do. Um, there we go. Tortilla, cream Custom cheese, sauce. pickle, or sausage, and then you slice it. Yeah. They call it a redneck sushi. <laughs> there you, you ever go. Seen that? Uh. Uh-uh. uh Okay, so pickle on top, okay, the dog and then it. I'm gonna stab a Vienna sausage. I'm gonna go smoked gouda, and then they're mushier than I thought. They're they would super be. mushy. <laughs> Amy said, "Amy said we need to, we need to not be chewing into the mics quite as much." That's that's part of our shtick. I was like, "Hey, it's ASMR." Yeah, I'm like. Does she do ASMR? No. <laughs> should send her some links. <laughs> people, people, YouTubers make a lot of money. Yeah. Doing that. Yeah. Mm. So. Okay, well, those are some good snacks. I don't really know what the dog sees in those Vienna sausages. I might eat one just without the cheese and stuff. They're okay, but they're very mushy. Super mushy. <laughs> but, wow. I wouldn't say they're good. They're okay. I wouldn't say they're good either. Um, not my not my favorite canned meat. Not oh wow! <laughs> now look at him; he's getting all uppity. <laughs> That's pretty good though. Nice little snack. Well, and I, I've, obviously these probably are not healthy and all that stuff, right? But for camping food, you know, if you needed these, are all coming out of this thing because we're just gonna eat them or the dog will. <laughs> But I bet your dog would love them. Oh yeah, save he'll, one. He'll save ch- one at least for your dog. He'll chow down. There's one in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the, fun. You, fun fact. Mm-hmm. These make River really gassy. <laughs> oh great! So we'll find out if that does has the same effect on humans. <laughs> there you go. Just just tuck in any time throughout the episode okay. here. Dip in. Yeah. Dip just in. go for it. That's That'd the great. best thing about the camp kitchen is that you just. Dip in, dip out. Mm-hmm. Throughout the day, you have some, you go do an activity, you have a snooze, you come up, what are we doing now? Let's eat something. Yeah. I love it. Good snacks. Thank you. Dude, you know what time of year it is? Springtime, baby. It's time to start planning for nice weather. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I actually booked a campground this morning. Campsite. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't book a lot of campsites. Okay, me neither. But sometimes I do like to go to certain ones. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I also do some small groups, you mm-hmm. know, we'll kind of coordinate together, and it's easier just than in a dispersed spot. Right. But this day we're recording this on, you know, whatever, the 4th of March. Yeah, I think that's our date. Yep. So the way that in Oregon, through our campsite reservation systems work, are primarily on a six-month mm-hmm prior open date so this was the day meaning you can the farthest in advance you can book is six months so six months from today is labor day weekend right so i booked a cool spot over in central oregon on a lake that has a river that flows out of it Mm -hmm. great spot get us in that area then we can do some whatever hiking biking fishing camping who are we kidding? We can do some napping and some snacking <laughs> and probably some reading. You know? Yeah. Reading that It'll be goes good. back into napping. Yeah. So, yeah. of course, has some family that lives over there. So, we'll cool. do that. But it got me thinking about, you know, this is the time of year yeah. that we need to start planning out our trips. We need to start planning out our gear. Mm-hmm. Might be some time to start getting our, mm-hmm. tying up some new flies. I might need to put some new line on some reels. I might need to toss a reel because I'm sick and tired of this thing jamming up on me. <laughs> I have but a I used it all last year, you right. know, and it's like, right. but every time I use it, I'm like, why do I even have this anymore? Right. Like, just dump Especially it. when a new one is like, what, 50 bucks, maybe 60 yeah. bucks. Or even like for some of my inexpensive trout reels, you know, mm-hmm. you're 30 40 bucks yeah you know? yeah I, i'm totally with you on that i don't i i think i took one apart the other day somebody had given me a box of fishing stuff um and it was clearly dust collected you know mm-hmm. for years and years but there's a couple of reels in there i was like ooh, ooh nice. i'll i'll clean yeah. these up and i took took one of them apart and i'm like clean it up right into the trash can i can't <laughs> get this this is garbage <laughs> right it probably costs 20 bucks you know yeah um, so yeah, so there, there's organization. There's pulling stuff together from different containers and to get it to ready to go. So mm-hmm. like when it comes time to go, there's just other stuff you might just throw away. Um, tie up flies, you know. I've been tying some flies lately. Have you? Yeah, yeah. So I and I 
I don't tie a bunch. I don't tie all my flies, but I've been trying to do a little more. Did you tie him with Hattie? Not yet. Okay. No. Did we talk about Hattie on the air? I think I don't know. I don't think we did. did. No. Uh, our chicken Hattie, we have mentioned her. She yeah. uh, lived She's recorded t- with us for yeah. the past few episodes. So she was sick. Yeah. So she was ten years old, and she finally did die. She passed away, and I kept a few of her feathers, and I I'm gonna tie a fly with her feathers mm. as to like her memorial, yeah. you know, and I'll just keep it. So oh, okay. I think it's, that'll be kind of cool. You ought to tie at least a couple to see. See if it works. If it works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like her, it will, it. because her well, feathers were like barred white and black. Mm. So, a hundred, yeah, totally it would work. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's so. go. Maybe we'll give one of those away in a listener. What is it? Hattie? Contest? Give Hattie Con- away? Contest or giveaway? What do we do? Well, it depends on the rules. The, the, a giveaway would be the simple Something way. without any rules. Yes. Giveaway. Yeah, we're just going to give stuff away. Give it away. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe not. Or stay tuned, or not check us know. on socials. <laughs> um, but also beyond just getting all of our gear ready and going through what do I need, what do I have, what mm-hmm. do I need to organize, what do I need to replace? Really, what I'm starting to think about this time of year is how's the calendar layout and what right. what are my activities going to look like. So uh, we sent something out in the in a newsletter to our Patreon supporters, and we got some questions back mm-hmm. about can you explain. Let's see if I can find this question, because it is a mess. We're going to talk about the different types of camp locations where we can go, right? From dispersed to BLM to state parks to private campgrounds Mm -hmm. um, and the ways to go about that. We'll provide some links in the show notes. But the question that we got, Mm. if I can find it, I'm just talking my way through here while I look for this email. Okay. Sounds like it. Email I got... The email I got we after we sent out the the, the Patreon supporter mm-hmm. uh, newsletter was how in the heck do I use hmm. recreation.gov site? Can <laughs> you explain question. the rolling dates and other confusions? Not all of them, but we'll try. Help me come up with a strategy mm-hmm. for securing cool sites year-round. What about cancellations? Help. So that came in from uh, Michael who asked about the rooftop tent as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go through... This is by no means, you know, the definitive way to go about it, but I'm just going to talk through how I plan stuff out. Yeah. I would even categorize this as potential hacks to the system. Ooh. Because when you were uh, explaining this to me earlier, Uh I'm going, this, you figured this out and it's working with an imperfect system. Yeah. So I, I, that's how I would kind of categorize. You're talking about with the like booking early. Yeah. uh, Well, just how you describe this to me. Yeah. As you unfold, people will get it. Okay. So... We're going to break this down into like four or five categories here, right? So we're going to talk about remote dispersed camping, um, public lands. We're going to talk about BLM sites. We're Mm -hmm. going to talk about regular campgrounds. And these are going to be what you think about when you're talking about uh, forest service lands, Trillium Lake, Timothy Lake, state parks, right? right? The coast. PGE has a lot of these, so it has a lot of mitigation for their impacts of um, hydroelectric production. Yeah. They put in the recreation opportunities that they maintain as well. So there's a lot of those around bodies of water. Um, and then we're going to talk about some private campgrounds and where you find those, how you look those up. And right. Those are kind of cool because you tend to get more information and more pictures. Uh, they also cost a little bit more. And then like cabins and fire lookouts. There's some sweet mm-hmm. facilities that you can rent and use. Unfortunately, these have remained closed since COVID. So right. even though campgrounds open back up, Okay. These are closed. So then we're going to talk about reservations and what that like six month. How did you describe it? I think you did a better job describing it. Six months in advance. You, can, you can't book farther out than six months. Yeah. So today being March 4th, yeah. I booked a spot that went from 9-4 to 9-7 yeah. or whatever it is. So I got I, Labor Day weekend. I actually appreciate that rule because um, for the folks that do annual campouts, they're already savvy. They know the good spots. And if they could be in their campsite, say they have service, they could really book that campsite indefinitely, you know, and just know, mm-hmm. hey, every year we get this one. And it, and I feel like at least it's more fair when when it's six months out, you have to kind of disengage from the whole thing, yeah, you know, and then remember. It's also easy to forget. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right? Yeah. So it's not like I am can schedule a year out, oh, I need to schedule that for next year. <clears throat> right. But it's six months out, so it's a time of year when I'm not necessarily recreating or thinking about that. Yeah. So one of the things I do is I just like to set, you know, if there's something I know I want to do around, and it typically isn't much throughout the year, but when I do some group yeah, group events, it's nice to have a location that's secured 
hmm. so that we don't have to figure out where we go in and just like follow the paper plates three turns down <laughs> I've done four, that a off lot. the 42 road you know <laughs> yeah. like personally for me if i'm just gonna up and go i don't mind that and sure find a spot sure provide and wing it get near some creek or something get isolated right but when you're going with people that come up at different times or want to know what a place is going to be like and activities to mm-hmm. plan for yeah um they kind of like to know where they're going so remote dispersed camp came let's start there so there's no reservations for that that's public land um that's I can just go out here and it's open. It's national forest land. It's oftentimes BLM land, remote areas, no reservations, good solitude, privacy. You got to get there early, especially if you want good ones. Would you say there's privacy on those? I would say so. Yeah. If you find good ones. Okay. I feel like a lot of those, I mean, you're right. There's privacy in that you don't have a bunch of neighbors, Yeah. but you may have traffic next to you. (laughs) You know, because a lot of them are right by the road. Yeah, those I would say are not the best ones. Not private. The con- yeah, not. Sorry, I'm being a sausage in my mouth. Convenience ones, but those are like out mm-hmm. Highway 224. You know, all that stuff is still closed. I went out there yesterday. I was just out in that area to kind of go take a peek and see what I mm. could get out to. Yeah. So that's all still closed for it the is. fires that came through there. Wow. But that's the area where you drive along Highway 224 right. all the way up to the 42 road that takes you up to Mount Hood. Yeah. And every spot on the side of the road in the summertime is full of cars and trucks and campers and vans and stuff. So not very secluded, not very private, but you get off of those routes a little bit and you can find some really good stuff. Mm. But you got to know where they are. You got to get there early, especially for the good ones. Yep. Really hard to plan. Like, hey, Bryce, let's go. Let's me and mine and you and yours. Let's go meet up somewhere Mm -hmm. and go camping. Really hard to plan for that. If you don't know specifically where you're going to go, or if you if you you don't know if anybody's in the spot already, right? Yeah. So yeah, totally. But it's but so it's great. kind of a it's it's good if you're if you're able to be flexible on the fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some really good dispersed camping spots over off of the the Metolius. Yeah. Um, outside of Camp Sherman uh-huh. area, uh-huh. but again, you know, you're probably not planning <coughs> a camp out with a big group mm-hmm. or even more than a couple of vehicles. Because you yeah. don't know where you're going to go, and there's no phone service. So, well, and I mean, just my own personal preference. It is so much work to plan camping trips with a group of more than two or three like groups. Mm-hmm. Um, anything Maybe beyond like that. couples or families. Yeah, or... couples, family. You know, where you know they're going to have their own setup, right? Yeah. It it's almost impossible to mm-hmm. to get beyond that because you know you have so many limitations. Yeah. But we'll we'll talk about that in a second. So the next one's going to be BLM sites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The nice thing about the BLM sites is they're often first. And again, we'll put all of these links up to where you can find okay. the links to the information in the show notes. So yeah. click on the show notes, uh, grab that. Um, BLM sites are often first come first serve. So that's really nice. That's where, like, for example, I went over on over New Year's. We went over to the Deschutes and yep. we were just right on the river, had the entire river to ourselves. Yeah. BLM campground. Put your eight dollar check. <laughs> Out of your wallet, <laughs> one of camper. the one of the two checks you carry. Yep, take yeah. one of your checks and uh, <clears throat> stick it into the envelope. Pay your eight bucks because it's off season and it's <laughs> like your own private river. Now, am I going to do that on a weekend in the summertime? Probably not. Right. I'm not going to get there. I'm not going to go and expect that I can get there on Friday afternoon and find a spot. Mm. But off season, great opportunity to sure. recreate, especially when you get. See, so when you're rainier on the the west side of the Cascades, you're drier on the east side, so yeah. you could have colder clear weather yeah but still be pretty nice you know yep. and you got fishing too so that's nice those are some areas that are like crooked river to shoots river there's a lot of different mm-hmm. uh, blm campgrounds mm-hmm. check the link sometimes you can do reservations but for the most part they're first yeah most of those are yeah so then we got regular old campgrounds so this would be what's your favorite regular campground don't give ours away that we're going to for memorial day i don't even remember what it is okay. oh i remember okay yeah okay. i know where we're going um grow- you haven't you haven't been to that one yet have you no okay. the i would say the iconic one that comes to mind it well there's two uh um detroit lake okay yeah that's a good one and fort stevens oh yeah those are both good ones yeah cove palisades is one i've never been to cove oh, palisades because we don't always, have boats you know we'd always do our church games oh know? right yeah 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 because they're good for groups yep Yep. Group sites, dude. I've, I'd love to go there. I just it's not my world, right? So I don't yeah. boat and I don't ski and all that kind of stuff. So we just don't go there. But you boat, you kayak. <laughs> I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm not okay. gonna do that on Cove Palisades <laughs> on Lake Billy. No, no, you're not. No, 
I do it. I've done it. You will? No, I just, uh-uh. Okay, it's a good point. It's tough to get down to them, yeah. to it and the access. But let's see where we are. I'm going to take a little rabbit trail. So yesterday I was thinking about this mm-hmm. and activities, right? Especially if you go with mm-hmm. multiple people. You yeah. know, like there's always two or more different speeds to an activity. Okay. For example, you talk about water, right? Yeah. Boating. Yeah. Sure. Some people really enjoy jet skiing, wakeboarding. Yeah. I don't know what else. Other stuff, people. Yeah. High the, speed Kind of like the motor sports motor. on the water. Yeah. 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 Other people really like swimming, paddle boarding, mm-hmm. canoeing, kayaking. That, yeah. Right? Yeah. So you got two speeds. Sure. I was thinking about biking, right? Biking. Okay. Sure. Bicycling. Some people like a downhill, fast adrenaline, big air, mm-hmm. jumps, mm-hmm. major crashes. <laughs> That's Some what I think of. Yeah. just enjoy a nice cruise along the boardwalk That's me. at the ocean. That's, That's my me. pace. That is me. Bicycles in general, that was my childhood mode of transportation, and okay. it was the best thing ever. Did you put the baseball card in the spoke? I did. Yeah. Um, and that was the BMX bike. I never had a 10-speed, oh, never you wanted a 10-speed. Do you have pegs? Oh, yeah. Sweet. Oh, yeah, you, you yeah. got pegs or you, you might get beat up. You're right. You know? How do you ride your buddy around with yeah. you, too? Yeah, you got you he's got your hands on your shoulder. You got a buddy standing yeah. on the pegs behind. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool. But I've um, often thought like getting a, a sweet little BMX bike <laughs> to tool around on would yeah. be fun. But that's the thing. It's like mountain biking. I bought one. Amy and I bought mountain bikes when we got married. And it, they just sat in the garage. And um, I used it once, told that story, I think, in the duathlon thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a disaster. It, I did crash, dislocated my shoulder, all that stuff. I don't know if stuff. you have told this one. I haven't? I don't think I've heard this one. Oh, we'll have to go back and verify because I could tell you the whole the whole thing. But anyway, okay. essentially it's like, no, this is not, I don't like this kind of biking because there's not enough momentum even in that kind of setting. Mm. So you're you, the high, you have a really high probability of crashing, right? <clears throat> but I love dirt biking. biking. I love motor, motorcycles. Like okay. super fun. Love it. Anyway, so, jet but yeah. Jet skis of the forest. Jet skis of the forest. I'm in. Um, but, but like if we go to a coastal town and there's bikes to ride, ride along boardwalk, sign me up. Yeah, it's a great pace. So cool. Yeah, you can check out what's going on around you, do yeah. some people watching. It's flat. The, it's flat. <laughs> I mean, yeah. because again, you're when you're at the beach, you at least me, I'm not we're gonna we're tooling around. We're like sightseeing. I don't wanna go sweat to try and get places. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just wanna You're there more for the taffy than the sweating. Yeah, maybe. I mean I don't <laughs> love taffy, but yes, I know okay. what you're saying. Yeah. Correct, yes. Okay. It's like, hey man, can we how what's the easiest way to get from here to there? And it's like, well, we could walk two miles, you know, or we could ride these bikes. I'm like, I'll ride a bike. I mean, or we could just drive. Or we could drive. But then you have to deal with parking sometimes yeah. in busy spots, right? So I was just thinking about the different pace of these activities. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, just like you could go hiking or you could go trail running. <laughs> For any sort of yeah. uh, speed or activity, there's multiple speeds. My speed tends to be on the slow speed. Uh-huh. I think for me it just depends, you know? It just depends. I like both. Mm. Um, and Skiing, that's another one. Yeah. Downhill, Downhill or cross-country. Or cross-country flat. Yeah. Hmm. Deep thoughts with Aaron. Deep thoughts. Right? Love it. I do like those <laughs> by that guy. Yeah. But anyway, okay, back to campsites. So uh, we're talking regular campsites. Um, these are the ones where all the people are. These ones are great. I think if you have, um, if you just want to have some built-in activity of like, go to the, go play on the swing set, go over to the beach, mm-hmm. go look at the pond, go for a bike ride. Yeah. You know, like everything's already kind of there built in for you, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Uh, tend to be a little bit better for, for families, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Booking out in these, if you're planning a trip, like especially in prime peak season, yeah. to somewhere like Fort Stevens, yeah. you got to be on there and book that six months in advance. Or Do those have that going. rule or is it open calendar? Do you I'm pretty it? sure that those have the same rule. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'd have to look. I'd, again, I don't book them yeah. very often, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I have rolled into them occasionally if something's available and open on an off peak, and mm-hmm. I'll stay there for a night. But it's not a. It's more of a place to sleep than like a. Yeah. I'm gonna hang here for a while. Well, those are the ones that you. Yeah, you just start. You hear everybody's business. I'd take that back. There is one that is great, Cottonwood Canyon State Park, Oregon's newest state park. 
It is my favorite. It's on the John Day. On River. the John Day. Yeah. That's a great campground. I've been there. But it's there. not your traditional state park campground. Right. It's more like a primitive yes. dispersed camping environment. Is that the one that has the have... walls? Like they have little, little, little like walls built up for windbreaks? Yeah. I've been there. And they have a, a, a couple of cabins. They have like four cabins. They have a little visitor center. If that's not on your list of places to go, mm-hmm. add that to your list because it's great. You can get in there, especially like for you. I know you like it. you really enjoy bass fishing. Yeah. You can get there certain times of year where they'll have, people say they'll have 300 fish days. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you just can't catch them fast enough. Um, a real cool interpretive center that they have there, which has kind of the history of that land, the family that owned it, what it used to be. They have some... Um, little cabiny buildings with no plumbing. Yeah. But they have heat and they got bunks in them. They're great. They're cheap. Huh. They might not be open with COVID. Right. Um, you'd have to check and see. <clears throat> That's pretty cool. Um, but then they got like probably 20 spots and then they have some hiker, biker, hi- jump in spots, you know, where you can yeah, just yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like- it gets windy. It's on the John Day. Bass fishing's awesome. Like it. Trail running, float out of there, you know, whatever. Hmm. That's a cool one. Love it. So that's the one, but that's also not your typical. Oregon State Park experience. Right. Usually think, it's more, yeah. When I think uh, of typical state park, and... acti- state park um, yeah. experience, I yeah. think of Fort Stevens. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool for what it is. So book them early. Um, then we have private campgrounds. So this is kind of a newer thing. I don't know. I mean, it probably was a thing before technologies, but it's a right. newer yeah. thing most recently right. because a lot of these technologies such as like... Uh, Hip camp, mm-hmm. harvest host, tenter, book your site, um, allow people that have private land or locations or campgrounds or mm-hmm. lean-tos or, or cabins or whatever. It's kind of like an Airbnb, but for more bare land and spots. Yeah. But there's also some cabin-y tent sort of things. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes they'll have some infrastructure, but they won't have, it's not like renting a house. There'll be a fire pit. There might be a lean-to. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff like that. But those are great. You can find some really cool, unique spots on bodies of water, creeks. You can, you can, that would be a great opportunity. Like if you had a larger size group. Yeah. And you wanted to go somewhere that didn't have limitations. Right. You wanted to plan something, but you didn't want to go to a, a, a regular campground where there's people yeah. everywhere. I feel like these ones are potentially wild cards. Like where they could be paradise. Yeah. Or they could also be like, man, the, the landowner is like right here. And they kind of, you can get the vibe like True. they want us to keep it down. Or I kind of always chalk up my first experience somewhere as like a scouting trip. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So anytime I'm going somewhere new, it's <clears throat> scouting. I have right. very low expectations. Right. Um, I oftentimes will pull in and drive through other campgrounds and scout them to see what they look like if I'm just driving by. Right. And note down, take notes on maybe some campsite numbers that would be good if I'm going to go stay there. <laughs> so that makes me think. Write them down. I know then. Somewhere in your file structure, you have it. It's yeah. it's there. I have like places in a list. It's like places to camp. Yeah, potential places to camp. That's worth that's worth money. You think I, I could? Maybe I could. Put, <laughs> maybe I could release some of those. Slowly drip some of those out in the maybe, Patreon newsletter. Maybe you could. Maybe you could. You know, people could subscribe to a monthly location and mm. <laughs> and you're like, I can't give it all away at once, right? You're right. <laughs> oh, it's like, hey. We don't want to, you know, give away all your good spots, but no, I think that's pretty cool. So I have in my, so I have a, I use a a list, it doesn't matter. I use a, a list sort of service that's on my computer and on mm-hmm. my phone and it has things for upcoming trips. So that's where I plan out all my upcoming trips like this. Yeah. This weekend we'll be steelhead fishing. Last weekend we are in a wedding down in Eugene. Anytime I have a trip and I'm going to go somewhere, I put it in there. I start dumping in all the stuff I need to do, mm-hmm. the gear I need to pack, any other mm-hmm. details. Just so I dump it somewhere and I don't forget about it. I think about it. I write it down. Mm-hmm. But I have in here, I have all sorts of stuff like backpacking locations, hiking locations, fishing locations, camping locations. Wow. Uh, stuff from when I went to Arizona. Um, and so then trip bucket list. I got all sorts of trip bucket lists. I have a whole file that is card game rules. So like <laughs> if I just have, if all we have is a deck of cards, oh, I got man. a whole sheet with a bunch of card games That's that I can play. Hilarious. You, know? you should have mentioned so. that. Um, you should have mentioned that last episode when we were talking games. games. That's pretty I awesome. thought we could do a little deeper dive into games. Okay. One of these days. I'm so down with that. I know we need some topics, but. Um, what do we got? What else? 
So, so we'll put these lists. Oh, Harvest Host. That's another one. That was Harvest the, Host is where you, it's kind of a membership sort of a deal. And through this membership club, in quotes, right, uh-huh. you have access to wineries, other breweries, all different sorts of places on there that allow you to go and camp. And there's a disclaimer on camp because this is more of a self-contained camping. So it's a truck camper. It's an RV. It's a Sprinter mm-hmm. van. Um, you need to, they say you need to be self-contained with your own restroom. Yeah. As we talked about last yeah. episode, I only have a half bath <laughs> in the camper. Mm-hmm. I think that qualifies, <laughs> but you need to be self-contained. But they're great. I mean, am I going to go here to like a winery and spend three days camping? No. no. But if I'm going from point A to point B and I just need somewhere to park and sleep, right. great option. Yeah. So that's Harvest Hosts. That's super cool. So that's one of those private deals. So we went to one. There's some cheese factory, not Tillamook Cheese Factory, but a different cheese Blue heron cheese yeah. or something like that, down which is Tillamook. also down there. Yeah, yeah, they have that. So they have a big field, and you can just pull up in there. You go check in. It don't cost you anything except for the fact that you end up buying some wine and some cheese. And it costs <laughs> ninety bucks for the campsite. seriously. That's the but thing. Yeah. It's nice to be like this is where we're going. We don't have to figure out where we're going to stay this night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wow. it's a win-win for the people staying. And I think it's are. cool, like for people that have, you know, that have property, and you're thinking, how could I use this? You know, mm-hmm. these are good n- niches that are kind of, uh, you know, being born right now, and and it's you know, you don't need to necessarily have a cabin or a or an ADU or some sort of rentable space. Yeah, if you've got land that is, you feel like you know, hey, this is desirable. People would want to stay here. There you go. It's kind of a cool way to get a side hustle it's super cool i was looking through some of these actually earlier today just kind of checking some potential dates and seeing what properties and searching for oregon to see what's available and some of these uh i don't know if you ever do this but sometimes i'll look for like um remote rural lots for sale oh yeah i do that you can find them like in alaska through government auctions you can find them in Eastern Oregon, you can find them down like Christmas Valley is a huge one for yeah. them, where you can buy these plots of like 10, 20 acres yeah. for like less than 10,000 bucks. So man. it's like a, a recreation only site. You can't live on it or maybe there's no services in there. I have but friends I, that own those. Yeah. I saw some of those in here yeah. and you could go stay on someone's Christmas Valley lot for whatever, yeah. 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. And so have 10 acres to yourself. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So there's always plenty of spots. Another thing I didn't mention in here is that um, hot springs. Like throughout the state, there's a number of <laughs> hot springs where you can camp or stay mm-hmm. in like a little cabin-y sort of thing. Uh, the Steens Mountain, Alvord Desert Hot Springs is a big one. Yep. Um, Christmas Valley, I think, has one, or just south of Christmas Valley. There's one really super cool one that we went to as a family a number of years ago. Yeah. I can't remember. They have a music festival there. Oh, really? In Christmas Valley? It's not Christmas Valley. I'll have to... Look it up and see. Oh. Yeah, so Summer Lake Hot Springs. Uh, wh- how would you describe it, Bryce? It's pretty rustic. Quite rustic. They have some pretty neat little condo units that they built up there. If you look at their accommodations. But they also have like a rustic house that we stayed in that I thought was just great. Um, bunkhouse. So they got some cool cabins. You can also bring your vehicle up there. You can tent camp, do whatever. It's like 10 bucks a day for okay. the... Ten bucks a day for the uh, hot springs. The water super. So I'll say the cabins are not as rustic. Those are, I mean, they're rustic. Yes, okay, they are. But you, you're actually in a building. Yeah. So I was looking at the. There's like a a barn that they oh. built over the hot springs in one area. Yeah. And that, just the photo of it looks that quite looks rusty. <laughs> it looks like it, like a strong windstorm might knock it over. Yeah, it's cool though. I like it. So, <clears throat> that's cool. So those are all over the state. I mean, there's some that are better than others. We were yeah. talking about Bagby Hot Springs. That's probably not one that anyone would recommend going to. You know, <sighs> not a lot of good things happen out there. Uh, well, and th- I think honestly, that's and we were saying this uh, when we weren't recording, but it, people break into your cars. Yeah, and it's just like you know it's, that is so. It makes me so angry that that's the reality, but it is. Yeah. And so when you're at the end like that, and then I think in Bagby, you have to hike in a ways mm-hmm. to get there. And uh, it's just a bunch of people just out doing drugs and stuff like that. <laughs> doing drugs. Pretty What's good, wrong with that? Pretty good search and rescue uh, frequent flyer location for us. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. So not that one, but have you ever driven down like the Clackamas River and seen like where those people are actually in the river and the hot springs? That's kind of cool. Yes. Yeah. 
I've actually... It's on maps. I've never been to it. My buddies camped just upriver from there. Mm-hmm. And I remember they had sent me... They have like a... I don't remember what the what's the little device that sends a location. Um, Personal locator beacon? Something like... It's like Spot. a little walkie-talkie Spot. thing that you can you can text through and anyway they sent me their their coordinates and they're like hey come up and see us if you if you can i was like all right so i i go driving up there and 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 you know as you it's a ways up you know and i'm driving 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 finally it's you're kind of like the the dispersed campsites are like few Mm -hmm. and far between and all of a sudden it looks like a city uh, next to the river and there's people everywhere in the river i'm like what it what the heck i'm never really like Paid attention to this section, yeah. and then not very many Is that miles. Code for it's not very fishy, <laughs> not so fishy. <laughs> Excuse me, you guys, your your toes are in my drift. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so I you just I don't know a couple of miles maybe past that or whatever they were camping. I was like, what is that? And they're like, oh yeah, hot springs. It's just people hanging out and they party and just camp mm. there. But there's a lot of people. Yeah, so these are kind of all over the state. There's a bunch of them. <clears throat> These are cool, especially you. The more remote you get, you can get a little bit more private experience. So, those are cool. On, I was on years ago. I was on a road trip with my brother-in-law. Rotor. Yeah, with we were we were bonding, and uh, we were at we were in the Heart Mountain. Uh, what was Wildlife it? Wildlife Refuge. Wildlife Refuge, and there's one in there. Mm. And we came across it. Of course, can you put it is that down so I get that in the show notes. <laughs> Heart Mountain. Yeah. Um, so we are driving, we, we were, we were just dusty. Everything's dry over there. And we found these hot springs. We were like, what the heck? No way. Cause we'd seen it on the map and it's just a field. And there's one spot where there's a little rock stone kind of mm. cemented in That's thing. Cool. And no one, like there was a couple there and then they left, they were camping there yeah. and no one was there. Wow. So it was just me and him. We hop into this one. You're literally sitting on the edge. Like, there's grass and then water that's about two feet deep. Oh, that's cool. And so you're sitting in it, and it's amazing. And these deer come grazing up next to us. They were like 20, 30 yards away, and it's sunset. And it was the coolest thing mm. ever. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was amazing. So Those are cool. I do like those remote ones. So I'll have to check that out. Um, back to camping. Okay, planning trips. So we got all sorts of different stuff. You can do private things. You can go to wineries. You can go to hot springs. You can book a state park. You can do a group. A lot of the group campsites, group spots. Group spots can be a great deal in value if you got yeah. a group of people to split the cost. Sometimes right. it's a little easier than getting multiple spots. Yeah. Um, But you can also do that through... You mentioned having... A max of about two or three groups of groups, right? Yep. For coordination, for logistics. Yeah. One of the ways that I've started doing that is I've kind of set and said, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna book a spot here. Mm-hmm. Why don't you check it out? If you're available, you can book a spot too and mm-hmm. come up. And then it kind of yeah. keeps everyone COVID safe. We're not jammed all into one spot. We don't have to worry about who's cooking what. We can kind of do our own thing, be together some. But it allows people to be together." But still but do their own thing. Yeah. So oh. that's kind of what we're doing over Memorial Day. So since you can't book group spots, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to the original question of, so there's these options. How do we then work the system to, to, you know, to make it to make sense of it all? I think I that's yeah, not really right? work it, but really take full advantage yeah, of the way it's the, set up to work. Right? Yeah. So these got all screwed up during COVID because everything was closed and shut down and canceled. I had Clackamas yeah. Historic Lake Cabin, which is right up there at the 42 Road by Timothy. It's mm-hmm. at the junction. Mm-hmm. If you've seen that over the, there's like a big cabin just right there. Oh, the I don't junction. think I've seen that. Yeah. It's really cool. So I got that, but they canceled everything and then they canceled everything and all campgrounds. And right. then it kind of opened up and it yep. was like, well, we're opening, come on up this weekend. But so there was no six month this year. The six month is sort of in, in effect and, and going. Okay. Uh, so you're probably the hot spots and the, and the popular places are going to be booked up, especially for weekends. If you're flexible yeah. in your ability of when to go, you probably got more choices. But like I was saying, for Labor Day, I also mm-hmm. did this for the Memorial Day trip. I did it about six months out, and mm-hmm. I just found something. I and it, I don't tend to plan it as well as it, it sounds like I may, mm-hmm. but I just happened to get on there and look, and the window 
it worked out works out for Memorial Day and Labor yeah. Day. I didn't plan it that way. Yeah. But yeah. if you were wanting to plan it that way, do right. your schedule or groups or family or whatever, you could just set six months in advance, and then you can even set like a couple of days in advance of the six month window, mm-hmm. because as long as you are booking your start day six months in advance, you can extend into the six month beyond the six month window. Does that make sense? So if six months from today is Thursday uh-huh. prior to Labor Day, okay. I could book Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday okay. into the six-month window. So let's say I really gotcha. wanted to book Memorial Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. I could have gone in on Monday and booked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. seven days. Mm-hmm. And then as I got closer, I could just cancel those days I don't want to use or gotcha. get people that want to go or tell other people to go or whatever so, i would just end up going for more days so that's i guess yeah 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 that's where i was gonna get to it's like okay so if a bunch of people are now booking more days than they know they'll ever use just to protect their dates does that kind of mess the system up more i don't know if people are but it also affords some last minute opportunities for availabilities hmm. which is kind of nice so it's kind of like yeah. the way a plan stuff is way 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 far out in the future yeah or this afternoon yeah. You know, so sometimes right. you can just look and see, or you, mm-hmm. when you get that close into the day of or the next day, oftentimes you can't reserve those online. You just go up somewhere and take a chance, right? And take what they have. But you're kind of a you're taking what they have at that point, and and anything's better than not having somewhere to camp. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we're kind of planning those around activities and where the fishing's good, or mm-hmm. what type of activities other people want to do, biking. Mm-hmm. that sort of stuff yeah um, that's pretty cool i i think that's a good oh it's funny because i like you s- said in the beginning i don't book a whole bunch of campsites very often but i feel like i'm gonna do that more now that uh, we've got the tent on the rig and yeah. you know because for we kind of had this drought of camping where i would go with my buddies and we would typically go in places that didn't need reservations. And mm-hmm. so it just you know, it wasn't on my radar. And you just caravan together and where yeah. you end up, you yeah. end up, and yeah, it's you, fine. You got your A spot, your B spot. Your, yeah. You know, it's like, well, this are, hopefully we'll be able to find something within three or four places to, that works. And so far, it's it's worked, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> but. But, yeah, maybe you're not booking out all of your camping, but you take mm-hmm. a couple of weekends throughout the summer, a couple of yeah. family events, and you book them. Yeah. And you have them in the calendar. Right. And those are kind of different experiences yeah. than just when you're going out fishing or you're going camping mm-hmm. or you're going with your buddies. But you got some stuff in there. And your family's kind of coming to an age and a period where your, yeah. your kids are more self-sufficient and you and your wife can get out. And stuff right, like that. right. So that makes sense. Yeah, pretty a cool. A couple other things I was going to say. So I use Gaia GPS as a mobile app. Mm-hmm. Uh, mobile GPS app on my phone. So oftentimes if I'm just driving down a forest road or I see a spot that looks like a potential campground, if even if I'm not camping today or this weekend, I can mark that in mm-hmm. my GPS on my phone mm-hmm. using Gaia, G-A-I-A, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mark it, go home, look it up on the computer, find some other areas and some, like I can then say, that looked like a cool spot right on the river. Mm-hmm. Here's option B, here's option C. And then it gives me like, oh, here's a potential destination. Yeah. And you can also use some apps like iOverlander. Have you heard of that? I haven't. Now that you're an overlander? Now that I'm an overlander? Yeah, there's a few different ones. One's called iOverlander. One's called something else. I just looked up iOverlander. I saw it in the notes here. But it's... I actually... I was going to mention... You mentioned Gaia GPS. That's a paid app. I was looking it up the other day. We were talking about it. I thought they have a free level. Well... They might. The I found that is like three ninety nine or five ninety nine, something like that. But I feel like most of those ones that have a paid, you may as well pay for it because it's pretty frustrating in the free version. Usually, you get tons of ads, yeah, and it's hard to use the actual app because it's in the way. Gaia is so worth it if you. Yeah, I, we get it through SAR, um, but I encourage people to buy it because it's twenty thirty bucks for a year. Is it that it. much? It's a full, oh, fully huh. functional GPS device. Without hmm. without cell sub- signal, right? Like, so you can go in and down, pre-download yeah. some areas. So, like, right. I'll download all of Oregon. I downloaded that section of the peninsula before we went up a few weeks ago. Yeah. And so then my phone, if but I don't have service, yeah. it just works. So that's what we were doing to track our location on the river. Yeah. And see how far we needed to go. It worked really good. Yeah. yeah. So 
you know, w- compared with the option of going and paying 400 bucks and buying a standalone <laughs> GPS unit. Dude, seriously. That you then need to charge. You yep. then need to figure out the user interface. Yep. Um, I mean, we have a Garmin inReach satellite communicator sort of thing that has GPS and two-way satellite mm-hmm. communication mm-hmm. built in, which is nice. But, like, that's only insurance plan for us of, like, should something go wrong, we have one more one more tool at our disposal mm-hmm. since we tend to spend more time out in the wilderness, right? Yeah. But like for somebody who doesn't use any sort of GPS now, yeah. getting Gaia would be great. Yeah. Pay the 20 bucks. Get it. If you don't want to pay the 20 bucks, get a Venza Maps mm-hmm. and then take okay. a Venza Maps and then go to CalTopo, build some free maps, you have- import them into your... Import them into Avenza Maps, and you got a fully functional GPS that works over GPS, what doesn't require cell phones. I feel like you need to do a mapping workshop. You feel like I need to maybe teach some classes on this stuff? <laughs> I feel like I'm sitting in your class <laughs> along with a bunch of 18, 19 year olds that are like, huh? What is he talking about? What is what? this? How many? Did no, he say this just, or that? I just want to pay a dollar and I get the app and I want it to work. <laughs> as long as we're talking about using your phone in a backcountry context. You also want to probably have some way to charge your phone. So that might be in your vehicle. It might be a If you can't figure that out, hey, don't hey. leave your house. I agree. <laughs> I'm not saying this for my own benefit here. I mean, I'm saying this for people that might roll around with a phone at oh 6%. My God. You know? I'm just saying. But I think that, that there's a tremendous tool there that people may yeah. not be familiar with. Maybe that's something we well, can do. Well, you spend a thousand like a bucks on YouTube a phone. It kind of makes sense to use it for its, you know, to the most of its ability. Yeah, I'll see if I can find a, a link for yeah. Gaia GPS that might give. A well, you have. I was going to say you've got a list of show notes that you are going to have to be coming through on here. I got them all in there. What was the other one I need to put in there? Heart Mountain. Uh, yeah, I thought that was just for your own personal interest. But I just put. I already wrote down. Put links in show notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got I got those because I put them here, and then Chad yeah. Chad puts them in when he uploads the episode after he edits. He's he's kind of rolling his yeah, eyes, no, but he's, okay, he's, I know, he's, dude, Chad, I know it's a lot. As long I agree. It, as long as long as he gets it in time. <laughs> so, but those some of those I don't know the names of them because I don't use them a ton. But I Overlander is one. There's a couple other that basically will just have. Mm-hmm predefined marked sort of campsites on them and those right. are really cool if you're in an area you don't know i've used them down at the coast yeah we found some spots along the river so good for an area you don't know because you don't want to drive up somewhere and be like it's one thing if you drive up an area where there's a ton of spots yeah. it's another if you're driving 30 miles out of town and you realize oh it's all private land or there's no public land or camp opportunities so yeah that's how i go about planning preparing marking i'm doing a lot of scouting so anytime i'm out I'm scouting campgrounds. I'm scouting forest service roads. Yeah. I'm marking locations for future recreation opportunities. I well, and I yeah. I don't know. I can't say you're the minority in this, but you. Certainly... I'm I'm the minority in most stuff. The way I do it, <laughs> and I'm cool with that. I do too. I, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just like it's so funny because like you typically will say something like this, and I, it'll be something that literally has never occurred to me. Ever once, not, you know, and it's like, you wait, you you do this. It's not only do you do this, but you have been doing this for years. I do it. And you mean when you're out driving on a Forest Service road or something like that, or out remote? Yeah. yeah. And you see, like back in the day, you yeah. see, hey, that's a cool spot. You don't pull out your Thomas guide and just mark <laughs> that with a little camp symbol. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you just log it away and then like you remember it? Uh. Uh-uh. It just, it in, just and, in and out. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> like, oh, that was cool. And you keep going down the road, right? And uh, no, it's it's more, it's very much more organic. Mm. <laughs> but I, I mean, I have spots, right? Yeah. I have places that I know I like to go. Yeah. And and so I think for me, especially being, um, you know, a dad who, you know, a lot of those early years, it was like, I don't have energy to go and explore and find the next cool campsite. I'm being a dad. I was running a business. I'm being a husband, right? And so yeah. it's like, I'm going with what I know. Yeah. And so it's like. One less thing I got to worry about. Yeah. We're going here. One very We're going here. Removed. When can we go? All right, we're going. Yeah. You know, and, and I will say, um, you know, there's a trip I go on every spring where it's private so property. Turkey hunt? Yep. And and we go to private property, 
it's a done deal. We have an open invite. We've we've gotten to know their kids, them. I mean, it's like we, we it's almost like we're extended family at this point. Yeah. And and that happened just from knocking on doors. We got some doors shut in our face on that same trip, that very first one. That was like, heck no. Shot you know, between the eyes. Nobody was that bad, but it was clear we weren't welcome on some of the places. But mm. again, it's like, well, hey, you know, you just got to ask and you can kind of read the lay of the land. If it's a sketchy looking property, probably not going to knock on that door, right? But um, but anyway, we met these people and like we go back. you see a sign that says like, you loot, we shoot. Yeah. It's like, probably I, wonder, skipping that driveway. I wonder if we could, I mean, do you think <laughs> they really mean that, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but but that's that's how we started because we didn't we went blind. We were gonna go camp up in the woods, mm-hmm. and then we ended up asking to hunt on their property the next day. And they're the ones who brought up where are you staying, and we said up in the woods somewhere. And they were like, "Well, you could stay here, oh, just wow. stay in their backyard." You know, back in the in the he had like a driveway or whatever that was big and kind of off the other direction. So we did. I mean, it was a lot of like discussion. Rural country. Right? Rural country. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're hunting on his property, so yeah, mm. it was it was definitely yeah rural. But um, anyway, so that's how that happened. And so that's again, funny. it's like it's isolated me from like, well, I don't have to look to it for a lot of places because I've kind of got my spots right. Yeah. But and some of those like Onyx maps, kind yep. of landowner maps, and Onyx, private, yeah, yeah, and yeah, private landowner information, yep. and so that's cool. I you subscribed to that for a while. Public, private. Mm-hmm. I haven't used it much, but yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of resources out there, but then you also do got to do some of there's some can be the benefit of that personal yeah. sort of old school because I think I've heard other people tell the story. I've I've never done anything like that, but I've heard other people tell similar stories of finding land to go turkey hunting on. Yeah, and like you know, some people are just going to say no and they're not into that thing, but yeah. other people are very accommodating, welcome, yeah. and like want you to enjoy their land. Yeah, you know, and they're welcome to sh- totally. to share it with you as long as you're respectful yep. and. And I think Appreciate there's more it. of those people out there than 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 you think. Um, most people, if you're cool with them, they're going to be great with you. So. Except on Facebook. Except on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I don't know what. How cool. how are you doing? Do you? Is I'm that, good. Do we I think wrap that's it? Good. I think we wrap it. We're gonna have to get to. So next week, let's put this in there. We're gonna respond to a listener question. Next I week. I know you're working on the topic for next next week. But yeah. We will be answering a question. About RV etiquette. <laughs> we'll see, get, get to that. Listening. Hey, uh, also, we would like to mention our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash breaking camp and um, subscribe. Join us. Be a part of our family. Uh, it's a place where you can get additional content. And, and also, as Aaron mentioned at the beginning, he just launched um, our, our first monthly newsletter. So this is something only for Patreon. Um, and if you haven't learned by now, uh, Aaron is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to outdoors and all things systematic. And it's just cool to, to see uh, the, just the content he's putting together. And I got to give him just props for, how, for doing that. And we, we hope that you find value in this. And so that's one more thing that we want to just give you on Patreon. So join us there. And stickers and, and cups and all the other oh, sort yeah. of There's a, stuff. Yeah. Know. Check out all the levels and what, what kind of comes with it. But, uh, but yeah. And uh, thanks for listening. And we want to thank you, Chad, for you, Chad. putting up with us oh. um, as always. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Send us an email. Give us a call. 503-427-8743. If it's a good message, we'll play it on the air, maybe. Oh, that'd be, that'd be fun. Maybe, this, yeah. maybe some of our conversations have sparked some questions you have that you'd like us to discuss. Yeah. Yeah, leave us a voicemail. We'll leave it. Uh, we might answer it on the air. Also, if you uh, subscribe, I don't know if you mentioned this, Bryce. I kind of zoned out during all this stuff you were talking <laughs> Too much about. Too much to say. a lot. Uh, so I'll just j- I'll jump in so we can Say it mix again. it up a little bit. If you <laughs> enjoyed the podcast, share it with your friends. Leave mm-hmm. us a review. Mm-hmm. Leave some notes or something, you know, and click the star, which is great. You know, that takes some effort. Five of them. But give it, oh, click five stars. <laughs> but give it maybe a little more effort and say, you know, some words, some stars, and some words. And a review. And a review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Share it with a friend or two. Send us an email. Call us, blah, blah, blah. Most importantly. Get outside and have some fun. Mm-hmm.